The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. It is that time, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to it. It is Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook on this Wednesday evening. Thank you, as always, for being with us. You can follow along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 and for VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, at VEASAN Live, where you can find them on the tweets. On tonight's show, well, we're going over everything. We got the Celtics in Heat, Game 4 to preview this evening, or Game 5. Excuse me, knotted up at two apiece heading into game five for tonight. We'll update you on some of those injury statuses, tell you where the lines moved, all of that. I got a couple of props that we'll get into. We'll talk some Stanley Cup postseason here in this first segment. But later in the show, Jeff Erickson going to be hopping on, talking all things baseball. He serves as the senior MLB editor over at RotoWire. Always love catching up with Jeff. We'll get some of his top plays for the evening slate and just an update in the futures department. See if Jeff has any that he would consider as of this point, heading toward the end of May. So that'll be in 15. And then 30 minutes from now, well, we'll go all over the place with our guy, fellow VEASAN host, Matt Eumanns, co-host on The Edge. So Matt, uh, God has, or he's got some thoughts in tonight's basketball game, I know. And if we got some time, we'll touch on some baseball. But also, we got the Charles Schwab Challenge on the link. So Matt, big golf better co-host on Long Shots with Wes Reynolds, Brady Cannon, so we'll get his thoughts, pick his brain about the golf tournament coming up this weekend, and then at the end of the show, well, we're probably not going to be able to squeeze it all in this first segment, so we're going to continue with some of Danny's dimes. I got another play in baseball for tonight and a game tomorrow that I want to jump in on the line in case it moves pretty drastically, so that will be discussed at the end of the show. But let's dive into it tonight. We have got the Celtics and Heat game to begin Danny's Dimes because we've got a plethora of bets. So my best bets for tonight, starting in the NBA with Miami and Boston. This one has been a little bit tricky, right? Because we don't really know what some of these injury statuses were going to look like. We've been a little bit patient and we've been waiting to attack. And now it looks like because the concerning news was, well, The Heat always put, like, a majority of their team as questionable. But Tyler Hero, actually, we don't really know what to expect considering he was out the last game. So he's still, the last time I checked, remains as questionable. 
Same with Marcus Smart and same with Robert Williams. But Woj tweeted out that Williams will probably be available for this game, which to me is really the big news here, right? It's the significant player that the Celtics need. And absolutely, they would be great to have Marcus Smart. But Robert Williams is huge because you saw what happened when he was out and then what Bam Adebayo was able to bring to the table. So if you get Robert Williams out there, great defensive presence and still can open up the floor and create some space offensively. You saw a lot of those alley-oops coming in game one. And, you know, he can provide a lot of depth on both ends of the floor. So without knowing what was going to consist of both of these teams' lineups, Boston originally opened up minus one and a half. Money line, they actually opened up as low as minus 114. And at the opener, the total was 203. You look right now, the spread has moved up at Bet Rivers to Boston Lane 3, minus 157 on the money line. The total has ticked up to 204 and a half. Look, I know we're sweating out our Boston Celtics series spread bet minus one and a half at minus 110. And I guess you could bet Miami if you kind of wanted to hedge out here. But I'm going to let it ride because I like Boston in this game. And then I think they figure things out when they go back to Boston in game six. I mean, assuming Robert Williams can go and hopefully Marcus Smart can go. The advantage here is with this Boston team. And I didn't really want to believe it before the series because I just I don't know a fan in me or whatever disdain I may have for Boston for some reason I just kind of wanted to see Miami succeed but if we're looking at it objectively Boston is the better team if they can get that role production Jason Tatum can keep playing like the Jason Tatum a lot of people are expecting him to be and you get good production out of Jalen Brown and again the big thing here is Robert Williams and what the Celtics team can do defensively you saw how they limited Miami in the last game and if they can get even remotely close to that again the Celtics have more depth offensively to take control of this game that's what the market's telling you and that's what I'm hoping comes to fruition so count me in on the Celtics tonight shop around for Moneyline price but I got minus a buck fifty that I am going to lay with Boston on the money line tonight. Aside from the outright side, I got a, a couple of props that I like in this spot. Now, we've kind of been hesitant with betting some props. We've done them here and there throughout the postseason, but I like two for this evening. Let's start with the aforementioned Jalen Brown. Now, some books offer this, some don't, but it's the combination bets. And if you look, you can find the points and rebounds combination bet for one Jalen Brown. 30 and a half is the number and the odds that were the best that I saw in Illinois minus 115 each way for Jalen Brown. The reason this caught my attention is because you look at his stats and in this series specifically, he's averaging 25 points per game and eight and a half rebounds per game. Overall, this postseason, the numbers go 23 points per contest and just over seven rebounds per game. Out of the four games against the Miami Heat, he's gone over 30 and a half points and rebounds combined in three out of the four games thus far. And then in the 15 games this postseason, he's gone over it in just six out of 15. But good thing we're looking specifically at this series. Now, I say that because not only do I think it's just a favorable matchup, but you're really looking at the amount of shot attempts and field goals he's making increase compared to what he did against the Bucks and what he did against the Nets. He's averaging about 18 and a half field goal attempts and knocking down a little bit less than nine. So again, the frequency and the accuracy are both increased throughout the course of this series for Jalen Brown. And something else to consider, now he didn't really have the... I don't know, most dominant performance the last game. Not that you needed one, but, you know, we talked about this with Jason Tatum when we bet him over 27 and a half points, which came through even in the blowout. But we looked at it from the perspective of you got to think Tatum bounces back after he scored 10 the game prior, which he did. Jason Tatum, or excuse me, Jalen Brown only scored 12 points in the last game. He also only played 29 minutes, but I'm kind of expecting that bounce back for uh, performance. And you absolutely need him to have it in this road environment in a crucial game against Miami. Now, the last time he scored 12 points in a playoff game, that came actually game one versus Milwaukee. He ended up dropping 30 the next game. So hopefully we can get something reminiscent of that. But. Look, aside from what he can do offensively with his points, he's actually been locking down a lot of rebounds. His rebounds prop is six and a half. He's gone over that in every single game this series. So again, seven, he's averaging rebounds wise the entirety of the postseason, eight and a half this season, and 20, or excuse me, eight and a half in this series, and 25 points per game this series specifically as well. He's gone over it in three out of four games. I'm hoping he goes over it in four out of five games. Count me in for Jalen Brown over 30 and a half points in rebounds. 
The other prop, same kind of area here, points and rebounds. I'm looking at the Miami side of things, and I'm looking to bet the under, that being with Kyle Lowry. 14.5 is the number out there for Kyle Lowry points and rebounds. Over was minus 105, under minus 125. They're making you lay some juice on the under, but rightfully so, and I still think that's the right play because he has stayed under 14.5 points and rebounds in all seven postseason games up to this point. You look at his averages throughout the course of this postseason, he's averaging just 6.4 points per game and less than 3.5 rebounds every game this postseason. That's been his average. But he has only played in two games this series, but even still, he's just getting seven points in those two games, three rebounds per game, and he stayed under in both, got 11-1, and one, and then 3-5. and five. Also, if you kind of look at it from the perspective of, hey, if Miami's a little bit healthier, meaning that Butler's closer to 100% and Tyler Hero was implemented back into the lineup, that's probably going to take some of the opportunities away from a guy like Kyle Lowry. And even if Tyler Hero isn't playing, Kyle Lowry really has not been that beneficial to this Miami Heat team, at least in terms of padding the stats here. So I'm going to keep fading Lowry like it's been coming through this whole postseason, and let's go ahead and hope it comes through once again. So Kyle Lowry under 14.5 points and rebounds, minus 125. Those are the three plays I got for the NBA tonight. Let's flip over to hockey. Blues and Avalanche. Colorado looking to advance on against the St. Louis team. Man, I mean, Colorado getting a lot of love in this market, but how could you disagree with it, right? I mean, what they did in St. Louis after you thought the Blues would maybe have some momentum, and that wasn't the case. And he got Huso taking the net once again because of Bennington's injury. And Huso, this postseason, 1-4, 3.76 goals against average, 88% on his saves. He has allowed 18 goals in the span of the five games he has been a part of. Now, all of the losses also for Huso uh, have been more by more than one goal as of this point. All right, so you could consider the puck line since it's minus 250 on the money line. The puck line, though, keeps going in favor of Colorado. You're laying minus 110 now if you want to lay it. Totals at 6.5, by the way, and the opener for the money line was minus 217. Now it's all the way up to minus 250. So I'm still looking at Colorado here. I think they're the rightful favorite. I think they close it out tonight. Now, Darcy Kemper has been a stud this series and really in the postseason overall. He's 5-1 with a 2.14 goals against average, 92% on his saves. Two out of the three home games, though, that they've won during this postseason have actually come by one goal. So he hasn't necessarily been covering the puck line by a lot. I mean, that's not necessarily all on him, right? I mean, it's the offense, maybe not cashing in on the empty net or just providing goals early on, whatever it may be. So for a little bit of security, the Blues backs against the wall, you know, giving it all they can get or all they got at this point, you know, just to add a little bit of security. I'm going to go with the win in regulation here. I don't mind going with the puck line, but again, just for that added security, if it ends up being close here, desperation mode at an all-time high for the Blues, I bet the Avalanche to win in regulation minus 143. So that's my lone bet I got in hockey tonight. We still got one tomorrow, which we'll discuss about at the end of the show. But the bets that we have as at this point, Avalanche to win in regulation minus 143. Jalen Brown over 30 and a half points and rebounds. Celtics money line minus 150. And then the other prop, Kyle Lowry under 14 and a half points and rebounds. So we still got two more to discuss. We'll touch on that at the end of the show. But in between, we got two guests to hop on the horn, starting with Jeff Erickson talking all things baseball. So stick with us. That's coming next right here on Rush Hour. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit vcin.com today. This is Rush Hour on vcin, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion, and that being centered around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available. You'll get set up with multiple episodes a week, along with great local sports betting content. Okay, welcome back to it. Again, the show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us. Time to talk a little bit of baseball, so we'll head to the diamond and bring on Jeff Erickson, who really just covers the sport so excellently. Roto-Wire senior MLB editor. I know he does a lot with fantasy and betting. So, Jeff, we're happy to have you on. It's been a little bit since we've talked some baseball, and now uh, it's kind of a good time, right, because we've got some of the sample size that we can look to count on to rely in the sense of our betting situations and maybe even futures, which we'll get to momentarily. But first, I want to start with a couple games that I know piqued your interest tonight and certainly us here in the Windy City. Let's talk about the Sox series here, right? The Red Sox on the road here on the south side against the White Sox. And, oh, my goodness, Dylan Cease was atrocious last night. He said he guessed he was tipping pitches. Sure, use that excuse, whatever it was. I don't know. That was just terrible. But uh, they get a chance to bounce back this evening Giolito taking the bump he's got the White Sox at minus 159 the Red Sox with the old vet Rich Hill are plus 135 total is down to seven in the hook now I know there's a lot of weather issues that could delay this game and a reason why it's a short total but this game is really fascinating Jeff because it seems like the market's going to the Red Sox but the White Sox you know they thrive against lefties but again this team is so back and forth who do you look to trust in this game, if any team at all? Well, the Red Sox offense has caught fire. Um, and they, they are uh, the leaders by by a far amount in the last two and a half weeks on WRC Plus and pretty much any other uh, sabermetric offensive measure. Uh, you know, We saw what they did to Cease last night. It's not just last night. You can see what they did last weekend, too. A lot of disaster starts out there. So um, I, I like the over, the seven and a half over. I think I like the over in the early the early part, too, despite Giolito being on the mound. And besides, you get the, the, the White Sox bats against the lefty as well, as you alluded to. So I think I like that. Weather is obviously a concern. Um, there's a 50-50 chance this gets delayed. Um, you know, you mentioned that there were like a tornado that may have touched down in the area. I mean, this could get banked entirely. So that's always a risk as well. But, uh, you know, if this game plays, I like the over. Yeah, and I'm kind of with you, too. I mean, hey, sometimes the wind blows in, but that doesn't mean it's an absolute lock to the under, and especially the way the Red Sox have been hitting and what the White Sox are capable of doing against Southpaws. Now, in terms of Lucas Giolito, Jeff, I got to ask you because, you know, you would think this would almost be a little favorable if, if we were taking on or out of the equation how hot, uh, hot the Red Sox bats have been. I mean, Giolito's got really good numbers, but one that's really kind of peculiar is his home run to fly ball ratio is at about 21 percent. All of his all of his other numbers are really great, but that's one that stands out. Is this something that you think is concerning? Is Giolito a guy that we can't fully trust in terms of the betting market? Where do you kind of rate him as at this point? You know, that stat's interesting because usually it normalizes in favor of the pitcher in the long run there. Um I just look at a team like the Red Sox, though. You got other, you know, you've had Devers hitting all, all season long. J.D. Martinez has been locked in all year long. But now Trevor Story's hitting well. Enrique Hernandez hit a homer yesterday. Christian Vasquez hit a homer yesterday. You're starting to see other bats in this lineup produce. And that's the thing that makes the Red Sox scary is when they all get going, that lengthens that lineup out. And I think that's the thing that makes me a little bit wary of Giolito. Now, he can, you know, we always say momentum is the next day starting pitcher. So Giolito could always, you know, thwart that himself. He, he is capable of that i just this is a, this is a matchup i'm kind of wary of overall so that's that's the reason i'm kind of going that route 
Yeah, I'm with you. Should be a fun one. We'll see if Chicago can bounce back in that spot. Uh, tell us about this next matchup we're going to preview here with the Astros and the Guardians. Now, Houston, naturally, in this spot are going to be a sizable favorite. Currently at Bet Rivers, they're minus 180. You're seeing the Guardians plus 155. This total at about 8, minus 109 each way on the juice. What are we thinking for this spot down in Houston? I like to try to find some strikeout props here, and it's uncomfortable, but I want to bet an under here on the <laughs> Houston Astros strikeout prop. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians strike out, have struck out less than anybody in baseball over the last three weeks. Their strikeout percentage is around 19%. Uh, so I think, you know, you think Javier, you think a big strikeout guy. I think I try to find the under on Javier. I think I try to find the under on the Astros pitchers, generally speaking. Um, overall, I, I think that maybe used to maybe a little bit more offense generally as well. You know, Danny, we've seen in the last couple of weeks that the offense is up across baseball. You're talking about how we're trying to get some sample size and trying to get, maybe we have some stabilization, but the opposites happen. It's all over the map. Yeah. We saw the crazy giants Mets game last night. I mean, give me more of that, by the way. Uh, it's so much more fun to see that instead of seeing a ball that, you you know, you guy crushes and it lands just short of the warning track there. I'd rather see, you know, true results on that. And I'd rather see, give me happy fun ball of 2019 over what we had in April. So I, I like the high offensive environment. I think that lines are still adjusting upward now. Yeah, and that's what I was actually going to bring up, too. I mean, we talked so much at the beginning of the year how the ball seemed really dead, and a lot of the pitchers could attest to that, and it seems like they're saying the ball's different almost every time they're touching it. Is this right. something to where the balls are being altered again, or is this just one of those weird patches? How do you kind of configure that? I wait for uh, Dr. Meredith Wills, uh, the astrophysicist that uh, you know identified that the two different baseballs were being used last year. See see what sort of samples they're sent, they're getting sent to her because when she tests the balls, I have a better idea on that. Uh, if ba if baseball did change the baseball uh, change uh, major league baseball changed the ball that we're using, they wouldn't tell us. Uh, I think that that's the problem. Uh, we'd find out by statistically later and they could always say, well, it's just getting warmer. I mean, that's, that's fine. And that might be partially true too. We've got a humidor in all 30 ballparks. It's a different, we, we, the problem is trying to guess what the ball is going to do every year is now become part of an, our analysis and it never used to be. And that's really frustrating. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, what's also been frustrating is uh, some of the teams that we root for baseball-wise, Jeff, and that being the Cubs for me and the Reds for you. Now, the mm. Cubs have obviously been doing a little bit better, and especially in this series against your Reds. And we talk about weather issues. This game absolutely could feature some. It's supposed to be scheduled for first pitch, 540. We'll see. But this game, you know, I was looking at the lines last night, and I'm like, man, I think this one's going to move. But ultimately, I ended up staying away, especially because it just got really inflated and because of those aforementioned weather issues but you're getting Castillo against Hendricks and Hendricks to me at this point in his career is a guy that I stay away from or fade and it looks like the market's fading him first five in favor of the Reds full game in favor of the Reds and typically you'd want to bet an over in this spot being at the Great American Ballpark but again the total you know originally it dipped now it's settled at eight and a half do you like Castillo as at this point? Because he has been rocky, but I feel like I would almost back him more so than Hendricks at this point. Yeah, I think I would too. Uh, the weather is the, the wild card here, though. What if the game starts uh, and then two innings in, they get a delay of, of any sort of length? You know, is Castillo going to come back after that? Because the Reds' bullpen is just awful. Uh, and, you know, this line is really dependent on Castillo getting his work in. Uh, and that's the thing that it's kind of tricky about that. I almost maybe just stay away from the game entirely because of that risk. Now, and just going with the Reds one more time, just to ask you something else. I know it's like overall you look and you're like, yeah, you're probably fading them more than likely. But is there going to be an opportunity based on a given pitcher or given day, whatever it may be, that you could go, yeah, Cincinnati's bad. Everybody looks to fade them. But here would be a good spot where you can cash in on them potentially with some underdog value. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, I mean, it, it Castillo, Castillo and Hunter Green are the two guys, and Nick Lodolo when he comes back. I think that's those are your opportunities. Tyler Malley at home. We saw what happened yesterday, and you look at over his career over the last two years. Uh, ERA two runs higher at home than on the road. So you want to fade Malley at home all the time. Uh, and keep again. I, I keep harping on this. The bullpen's terrible. You know, you're, you're getting no support when there's any inherited runners. They're going to get let in most likely, and they, they don't even really have a rapidly identifiable closer. Lucas Sims has been hurt a lot. Uh, they're trying to figure out a lot of things in Cincinnati right now, and I think that's going to be treading water until some of their kids are ready. 
All right, Jeff, we got about a minute left, maybe a little bit less than that. Is there anything in the futures department that you're keeping an eye on and think maybe worth the bet as of this moment? Um, I, I, you know, I was, I'd go back to the AL Central uh, with uh, the Twins and the White Sox. White Sox are actually still getting uh, favored money, which is interesting. The Twins lost today, but they came into the day with winning six in a row. Uh, they're in this stretch right now where they're fa the Twins are facing the Tigers at home, the Royals at home, and then the Tigers on the road. Meanwhile, the White Sox have, have to face the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, the Rays quite a bit. This is an opportunity for the Twins to stretch out that lead a little bit. Yet, I still find myself liking the White Sox side a little bit. They're getting more, uh, you know, they're getting guys coming back eventually. Eventually, they'll get Lance Lynn. He and uh, Eloy Jimenez are on rehab assignments. So I think that's going to help them in the long run. So I think these, this is a pretty good price on the White Sox. Yeah, I took a minus 110, and I still think, like you're saying, minus 130 right now, still a feasible angle for this White Sox team that you would hope and think they could figure it out, especially when they get healthier. But, man, they've been frustrated. We'll see what they can do tonight. But, Jeff, thank you for your analysis and insight. Best of luck with all your plays. Look forward to chatting again soon. You bet. Thanks, Danny. At Jeff underscore Erickson, where you can get more of his content on Twitter. Big shout out to him. Coming next after this quick break, we'll talk with fellow VEASAN host Matt Humans. Go all over the board. Want more betting insights to help give you an edge? Well, check out VEASAN's Best Bets podcast. And there you can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of VEASAN experts who are also tracking all the line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks not only in Las Vegas, but across the entire country. So go ahead and download the VEASAN Best Bets podcast right now at VSIN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available. All righty, back at it. The show is Rush Hour. Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us on this Wednesday evening. We're going to take it out to Sin City, where fellow VEASAN host Matt Eumann's joining us right now. And uh, very familiar here with the Chicagoland area. You know he loves himself some Portillo's. Might have to give him the shipment out there. We always say that when we get him on the horn, but we finally got to pull the trigger. Although, I know he takes a trip to Cali or Arizona to get himself a, uh, a nice beef or a hot dog here and there. But, Matt, thank you, my man, for making some time. Have you made the trip out to Portillo's recently, or has there been a drought for you? No, there's been a drought, Danny. Uh, you know, I have not actually been to Portillo's since I was in Phoenix last August. But uh, the good news is Portillo's is going to open a new franchise in Tucson. I think uh, this fall or winter, I'm going to make a trip down to uh, Tucson to catch an Arizona basketball game and hit Portillo's about five times. And then uh, <laughs> uh, we got a trip planned. Uh, Mitch Moss and Paul Howard and I have a trip planned to go over to, uh, I think, Anaheim to hit Portillo's one day fly over hit Portillo's and then fly back before I release the um, fast food top 50 rankings in July. I think we're going to do that sometime in June. Hey, by the way, I didn't think Danny, I know that uh, you handicap baseball pretty closely on a daily basis. I wasn't sure this entire season we'd see the reds as a dollar 50 favorites in the game, but that's what we got right now. Kyle Hendricks against uh, Luis Castillo and the reds. A buck forty-nine at Circa. I'm not sure where Bet Rivers is in that game right now. I know you probably want to fade Kyle Hendricks, but man, that's a, a steep price to pay on the Cincinnati Reds, isn't it? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And we were just talking about that with Jeff Erickson last segment. So you're right. Like Kyle Hendricks, underlying analytics, all the numbers you like to look into for pitchers, it's showing a lot of regression. And you see it out of him. He kind of goes back and forth. So Hendricks, to me, is a guy that I don't touch or I fade. And I was looking at it overnight, and I'm like, ah, should I pull the trigger now? Or maybe it won't get too inflated. But now, as of this point, it has. Because, yeah, the Reds are minus 160. And I think they're even higher on the first five money line. But to your point, I I could see there being some value with the Cubs at plus 135 because of how bad this Reds bullpen is. So I would have only bet it with the Reds on the first five. But again, I mean, that line has gotten out of control. But uh, to your point also, I mean, do you see this and almost go like you have to take the value with the Cubs going against the Reds? Well, if I took it, it would be for the full game, not the first five. I don't want to bet on Hendricks for the first five, but I would consider the Cubs at that price for the game. But uh, just like yesterday, Cubs-Reds game, I'm going to pass on this one, too. 
Yeah, maybe the safest option. Also, weather could be an impact, so uh, who knows what uh -huh. the heck's going to happen there. But uh, I hear you. Seeing the rent at that price, seldom is that going to happen, and uh, they'll probably find a way to screw it up. But, hey, uh -huh. Matt, uh, aside from looking at that Cubs and Reds game this evening, we got a bigger one on the hardwood with the Celtics and the Heat. I know you and JVT go into this and just basketball in general all the time on the edge, but uh, is there anything you got involved with here? Because Boston, with the news that it looks like Robert Williams will play, has a line now up to minus three and a half totals at 204 anything catch your interest for it i have to tell you if that line hits four i'm going to be tempted to uh put a bet on the heat i, I did not play this game i talked about it on the, the shows this afternoon because essentially my bet on this game is a series bet on the celtics that i made after uh, game one and the, you know the celtics I, I feel like they're the better team better defensive team and are going to prevail in this series, but we've had a lot of health questions on each side of this series. And the Celtics going into this game tonight, we weren't sure if you're going to see Marcus Smart and Robert Williams on the floor. I think we have confirmation now that Robert Williams is going to play tonight. And of the two guys who are so critical to the Celtics on the defensive end of the floor, I think Williams is more important in this series, but I still wouldn't want, I still wouldn't feel too confident in the Celtics if Marcus Smart's not going to play. I haven't seen since, uh, I was driving home. I haven't seen if there was any news on Smart. Have you seen any, anything confirming or uh, otherwise that Smart's going to play tonight? I haven't. I'm looking right now. I haven't seen anything different out of Marcus Smart. But I guess, you know, there's this rumor going around that there was some heat COVID outbreak, but apparently there's no validity mm -hmm. to it. But I just saw Woj say the only thing was that Robert Williams should be available, but nothing different on Marcus Smart. So, yeah, I don't really know what to expect out of him at this point. Yeah, we expect to see Williams tonight. I, I think Smart will probably play, but you just, you know, it's a guessing game at this point. But again, my bet on this is uh, just the Celtics in the series and a pivotal game five on the road. If the Celtics win tonight, I'm going to feel great about that series bet. And if uh, even if they drop it tonight, you know, I still, I still am confident the Celtics can uh, come back if fully healthy and win game six and seven. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, basically what I've got right now. I also have a bet on the Celtics winning the championship. So I've uh, already invested in the Celtics not playing that side in tonight's game. But, man, I thought that if it got to Boston minus four, that's an over-adjustment. And maybe I would play something a little bit back on the Heat plus four. Maybe I'll play something in-game on the Heat if I get a better number than that. But I'm really not sure if I even want to do that right now. So <clears throat> that's uh, kind of the situation I'm in going uh, – into that game tonight. I'm hoping the Celtics win the series, expecting them to win the series, but I've had a lot of questions about uh, player availability on both sides during this series. And uh, again, that's a, the issue tonight. Danny, we've also had four blowouts in this series, and at some point we're going to have a good close <laughs> game. <laughs> you you would hope so, right? It seems inevitable, yeah. but my goodness, these playoffs have really been a dud on both sides. I mean, except for the one game where the Warriors came back, but it's just been blowout left and right. And, yeah, hopefully we get some competitive game, and that could be tonight, especially because we don't know all these statuses. But I'm with you on the Celtics, hoping they win this series and uh, they can make it easier on themselves if they figure it out tonight. Uh, Matt, before we get out of here, we still got some time left, but I know you love betting golf. You do great work with the Long Shots podcast, Long with Wes Reynolds and Brady Cannon. And, man, last week was quite the thriller. And then you come back in the mix with the Charles Schwab Challenge, and we see Justin Thomas, the short shot at Bet Rivers right now, 10-1. to 1. I mean, do you even consider betting on him after how dramatic and just a guy winning in that type of fashion the week prior? I, and especially, I mean, I know you like to go with longer odds, but I, I feel like the public goes at that and goes, man, yeah, he was so good last week. He won. I got to bet him again. <laughs> how, how do you look at that for this tournament along with some of the other field? Because then speed through a lot of people like last week. He comes next at 11 to 1. Yeah, I had, a, I had a small piece of Justin Thomas last week. The, the better results for me would have been Will Zalatoris and Cameron Young, and they were right there mm -hmm. at the top on Sunday afternoon. Uh, you know, and it's it's kind of a – the PGA was so good in terms of drama and betting action and everything that was wrapped into it. It's kind of like you have a hangover this week, even as a handicapper. I know, I, know, I, I didn't make any big plays on this tournament, a little bit worn out after uh, the PGA, and I think the same thing is going to be – uh, the case with the players, especially guys like Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, and uh, Jordan Spieth. And uh, their expectations were so high for all three of those guys at the PGA. 
And how about JT? He's eight strokes back on Sunday, has less than a 2% chance to win, and he rallies to win his second major. You, you cannot bet him this week. He's got to have, a, you know, an emotional hangover after winning that major. It's going to be interesting to see how Scheffler and Spieth bounce back on that Texas course this week that should fit them. But you're right, Danny. I played some guys with longer odds. I did play Will Zalatoris, the 23-1 to 1 again, but I've lost twice with him in a playoff. And, you know, if he wins the tournament, I don't want to be standing on the sideline like a clown saying, well, I didn't bet him this week. Two of the <laughs> stats that really, that really uh, I think, should be focused on this week are strokes gained approach and strokes gained tee to green on this course. And Willis and Alatoris ranks number one on the tour in both categories. So I went ahead and played him at 23 to one. Sam Burns at 30 to one. He was top t- tied for 20th in the PGA, quietly playing some pretty good golf right now. Abraham Answer at 42 to one. He's got top 15s the last two years on this course. He was top 10 at the PGA, by the way. Gary Woodland at 50 to one, top 15 the last two years on this course with a 67.8 scoring average. So those are some of the longer shots uh, I played this week in the uh, Charles Schwab Challenge. I just think it's going to be sort of a a hangover week for the favorites. Yeah, that'll be fascinating to see kind of just the playing and the mentality out of some of these guys. I mean, and I hear how you have to go back on Zalatoris considering that you've been betting on him. And I can't believe you lost twice in the playoff. Jeez, that's brutal. And yeah, you almost got, you're you're obligated to do it at this point. But yeah, a guy like that, how does he respond? Should be interesting to see. Could be a fun one. Hopefully you're able to cash some winners alongside with what you got with the Celtics. But Matt, thank you for making some time as always, my man. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to doing it again soon. Hey, you bet. Anytime, Danny. Thanks, man. Yeah, you got it. Matt Humans, folks. Follow him on Twitter at Matt Humans247, co-host of the Edge right here on VCD Sports Betting Network. And hey, aside from what you can get here on Rush Hour, you can get more of Matt Humans coverage and all the other 24-7 content here at VSN for $39 right now. We've got you covered till the end of July. It's VSN Summer Special. We got more Stanley Cup postseason action with Andy McNeil, Adam Burke on Major League Baseball, and JVT continuing his coverage in the NBA. Check it out, VEASAN.com slash summer. Final segment coming next. Danny's Dimes continues. Shower on VSN, the sports betting network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bet Rivers is your home for betting on the French Open. Log in any day of the French Open, and you'll receive a 20% profit boost that you can use on any live in-play bet on the French Open. The top half of the men's draw is loaded, and it's shaping up to be an amazing Grand Slam event. So get your free profit boost today and every day at BetRivers.com or on the BetRivers app. Terms and conditions apply. See site for more details. 
Okay, it is our final segment here on Rush Hour. We've talked about some bets at the beginning of the show, and we're going to continue it right now with my best bets, a.k.a. Danny's Dime. So let's get into it a little bit further. But first, before we get to those exactly, let me update you on a game that we did have several bets within being the Heat and the Celtics. The final injury statuses have come about. Marcus Smart will be available. Robert Williams will be available. No Tyler Hero once again. We've seen this line continue to climb on the side of Boston. Currently, they're minus three and a half. Money line now minus 167. It's moved about 10 cents since we discussed it. Total still remains at about 204. But again, the Celtics should be healthy. The Heat once again missing Tyler Hero. We took Boston minus 150 on the money line and a couple other props, which we'll recap momentarily. But let me tell you the additional bets that we do have on our slate for not only tonight, but one for manana. But let's begin in baseball. One play on the diamond I'm looking at. Los Angeles and Texas. It seems like they play each other every other week. I don't know what it is, but hey, uh, for some reason, I keep finding myself betting on this series. I get last week I did. I didn't yet, but uh, I am tonight, and I am looking at this total. Now, it opened eight and a half. Currently at Bet Rivers, it's at nine with a little bit of juice to the over, minus 115. If you're curious about the money line, Angels minus 167, Rangers plus 143. The Angels did get steamed a little bit. They opened minus 145. But the Angels did beat the Rangers last night, five to three. Tonight, the Angels are throwing out Reed Detmers. You remember him, the Southpaw, who threw a no-hitter a couple games ago. But he did go back against Texas and really had a stinker. And, well, he's had two bad games against the Rangers. This will be his third. But he, in those two games, he's gone just 6.3 innings pitched in a span of two games. He's allowed nine hits, eight earned runs, and racked up nine Ks. The finals of those two games, 9-6, to six, the Angels won the first one. Then 10-5, to five, the Rangers won the next one post-no-hitter. Now, furthermore, into Detmer's stats, just all-around synopsis, he's 2-1 with a 4.15 ERA, 4.65 FIP, a solid whip of 0.89, but a Sierra that is a little concerning at 4.43. At home, he's got a FIP of 4.34 in comparison to his ERA of 1.96, so it seems like regression could be imminent for Detmers, the Southpaw, who, yes, threw a no-hitter the one game, but then you kind of saw him go back to probably what was expected of him. And the Rangers have had his number thus far, and, well, I'm hoping they do once again tonight. Also, by the way, five out of seven of his starts have gone over the total where it was earlier at eight-and-a-half runs, including the last three games. But let's look at Texas's pitching situation, right? We got to consider Glenn Otto, the righty for the Rangers. Now, he is one and two with an ERA of 5.55 and a FIP of 5.63, 17% home run to fly ball ratio. He's walking five guys per nine innings. He's got a whip of 1.48 and a Sierra that is very high at 5.11. And even on the road, he's struggling, has a 4.50 FIP. So the pitching situation, nah, you can't really rely on either of these guys. So it's not looking like I would want to trust one team over the other. But let's consider the batting splits as well. The Angels, one of the best home-hitting teams in the majors. Third-best OPS at home versus righties specifically, 831 OPS. Third-best WOBA at home against righties, 345. Third-best WRC plus, 129. And the Angels just in general are one of the best offenses, like I just alluded to, at home, whether it's against righties or lefties, but even a little bit more so against those righties. As for Texas, they're pretty much right in the middle of the pack in terms of their splits on the road against Southpaws. 16th in OPS, 17th in WOBA, 15th in WRC+. They kind of hit poorly on the road, but then they bounce back and give you a little bit more confidence with how they've been doing against Southpaws. So like we said, this total did tick up a little bit from 8.5 to 9. That's where I got involved in earlier today. I took over 8.5 runs for this game. Look, it's been high-scoring games for the Angels at home in general, and especially, like I said, when Detmers has been pitching. Hopefully the Rangers can get to him once again, considering this is going to be the third time they've seen him, and they've had success the first two outings. So let's hope they can make a dent on that side of the ball. And then for the Rangers, well... Hopefully Glenn Otto pitching for them ain't going to be too great against this Angels offense that we know is capable of being lethal on any given day. The wind last I checked was blown out to center field, so maybe that helps carry the ball a tad bit. 
Nevertheless, I took it over eight and a half, would still consider it over nine, but shop around, see if you can find an eight and a hook. But I do like there to, or assuming there's going to be a lot of runs uh, out there in Los Angeles with the Angels taking on the Rangers. So that's my lone play in baseball tonight. Let's go back to hockey. I know I told you the play I had for tonight's game, but I want to give you an early bet that I got for tomorrow in case the line really gets out of hand. And I really had this one pegged ever since they were down in that last game, and I kind of knew our bet was screwed. But the Rangers and the Hurricanes. Now, Carolina going into Game 5, the opening line was minus 137. If you look right now at Bet Rivers, the market is showing some love for Carolina at home, and rightfully so. They've won all their home games this postseason. They're up to minus 159. The Rangers catching plus 135. Total still in the realm of 5.5, but heavy shade to the under, minus 141. So like we said, both teams have won both of their games at home, and Antti Ranta has been thriving on home ice this postseason where he is 6-0, and he's allowed just five goals on his home ice along with one shutout as he tallied, and he's got a save percentage of 96%. Now, he was knocked out early of Game 2, remember, versus Boston at home, but they were still able to get the job done. And against the Rangers, specifically at home, he made 27 out of 28 saves in Game 1, and then 21 out of 21 in that shutout game for Game 2. Shesterkin, he's been looking great. He's been looking like the true form we saw of him in the regular season, right? But he has had some blunders, and he hasn't been doing as well on the road this postseason. He's 1-4, 16 goals allowed, save percentage of 87%, 24 26 shot attempts that he saved at Carolina game one, and then 20-21 in game two. So it's not like he's getting dominated against Carolina. The Hurricanes, not that they're in desperation mode, but, you know, you got to press maybe that panic button. You're hovering over it considering you just lost both, uh, both of those games. Look, the home environment for the Rangers has been great. No denying it. The Hurricanes have struggled on the road this postseason for whatever reason. Rata's been struggling a lot. The offense has been. But I think they get back in the mix of taking over this game offensively, getting those quality shots, and hopefully, for the love of all things holy, taking advantage of the power play opportunity. So, Long story short, I got involved in this bet a little bit earlier today. I laid minus 150 with Carolina on the money line. I get it. It's steep. I get it. A lot of people like the value with the Rangers. But based on what we've seen from Ranta and Shesterkin and these respective splits and overall just the team being Carolina at home, you got to think they have the upper hand in this game. And I'm willing to bet on it to bank that they do. So that's what I got for hockey tomorrow for that Flames game. Ugh. I want to take Calgary, but talk about a frustrating team. I just still can't believe they make Mike Smith look so good. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But for tomorrow, the Hurricanes, an official play, minus 150. The other hockey play that we had tonight, we're going with the Colorado Avalanche. Win in regulation, minus a buck 43. Huso has not really been that strong of a goalie this postseason. Darcy Kemper has. We know that. But he's also not really had the most uh, comfortable wins, I guess you could say, at home this postseason. Two out of three of the home games he's been involved with have been by a victory of just one goal. So instead of going with the puck line and laying that price of around minus 110, I'm going to add a little bit more cushion, go with the win in regulation for the Avalanche tonight, thinking they close things out against the Blues. So Colorado win in regulation, minus 143 tonight. The Hurricanes money line, minus 150 tomorrow. Also, we were talking about the NBA. I told you that I had the Celtics minus 150 at the beginning of the show. Again, the updated injury status for both teams no Tyler Hero once again for the Miami Heat. As for the Celtics, Robert Williams will be playing along with Marcus Smart. Two big pieces for this Celtics team. Marcus Smart, you know, is one of the captains out there, contributes on both ends of the floor. And as for Robert Williams, well, hopefully he can contain Bam Adebayo because when he was absent, obviously they couldn't, and they lost that game. The line has now moved up to three and a half in favor of Boston, but luckily we got in on it a little bit better. I mean, we didn't get the best of it because it was minus one and a half earlier today, but Boston, in my opinion, is the rightful favorite and the team that's going to come out on top. As for the two props we played in this game, Jalen Brown over 30 and a half points and rebounds. He's gone over this in three out of the four games this series. Lackluster performance last game. Hoping he bounces back, so Brown over 30 and a half points and rebounds. And then also with points and rebounds, Kyle Lowry under 14 and a half, minus 125. The man has stayed under it in all seven postseason games as of this moment. So that's all we got this evening and a little bit tomorrow. Best of luck with whatever you tell. Thank you 
for joining us for another edition of Rush Hour. Until tomorrow, enjoy this late and take care, folks. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening.